You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Back again. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. More like tell that friend to come and like rate, subscribe. Oh. Because we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and our website, g4dpodcast.com. For a second there, I thought you were going to lose it. I thought you were forgetting what programs we are on and which ones we are not. I remember. You remember? I remember. <laughs> Hello, mem- everybody. Because memory is one thing we're good at here at G4D. A.K.A. <laughs> Grounds for discussion. He's Adam. I'm John. Sup. We're your co-hosts for today. Sure are. And every podcast. <laughs> I would be concerned if we both weren't here. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I would be like, hey, you having a, another show behind my back? <laughs> How dare you? It's called, How could you? It's called Mounds for Conversation. <laughs> mounds for conversation. <laughs> Grounds, mounds. I don't know. <laughs> it's you guys eating um, almond joy or something. <clears throat> like I don't know, something with mound in it. I don't know. That that played out better in my head. That's all right. You, almond you, joy is not my favorite candy. But what, what would the mound be? What would that represent? Could, could be whatever you want it to be. It could be metaphorical. Metaphorical mounds. Metaphorical mounds. Yeah. Ah, there's a bad name for you right there. Metaphor- <laughs> Speaking of that, hold on. <laughs> so Carrie and I were talking last night, and we're going to go see Carter's seat headrest on the 22nd. Uh-huh. And she's like, what, did they just like look at stuff and name things like for their band? Probably. Yeah, so what was the band? I'm trying- I wrote it down last night because it was really funny. It was like Brown Desk Lamp. <laughs> so my new band is called Brown Desk Lamp, Carrie and I's traveling band. <laughs> I I would actually pay to see that show. Right, Brown Desk Lamp. Yeah, it's like what what kind of music do you think Brown Desk Lamp plays? Um, lo-fi indie. Yeah, maybe with some horns in there. Yes, with some horns, definitely Ooh, some horns. Some mellow lyrics and yeah, it's gonna get melancholy at some points. Ooh. That sounds kind of like an album we're going to be talking about today. Ah, there you go. Ooh. There you go. You're Zing. getting better and better at those segues all the time. Yeah, but before we jump into that, John, we have a fan of the week. <gasps> we do? <gasps> yeah, we got a new five-star comment on our iTunes page. Oh, Hooray. And this yes. one's from L Day by Day. Big fan. Especially love it when the hosts are singing and having fun. Oh, I enjoy the banter as well. As learning about more music, heart emoji. I didn't know we had fun on this show. I thought we were treating this very seriously. I thought so too. <laughs> well, thank you I, very th- much. This y'all. is this is why I tell you to take your fun card out of the wallet and give it to me before we record. <laughs> Hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no, not allowed here. <laughs> but no, th- seriously, thank you, Al, day by day, and you too can be the fan of the week if you leave a comment leave on it. our iTunes and leave rate us five stars. Us. Please do. Give, give, give us five stars nothing less please, only the best please do it because you love us hey it helps it helps us get more noticed by more fans so that's pretty cool yeah yeah and and i think 
you know what else soon conan o'brien will ask us to be his friend (laughs) i think it's also really good for our egos too Mm. because little do people know outside of these mics we we have some enormous egos that's why i take my ego card and leave it out of the door before we record (laughs) there's just a bunch of cards everywhere (laughs) self-worth let's toss that there (laughs) humor don't leave that one behind Oh man! Well, I I think we've got another fun episode here. Oh boy, here we go! Because we're back to doing double the albums again. Oh yes, we got the latest albums from Beirut and Don Richard. I don't know why I did it that dramatic. By the way, there. I don't know either. I don't know either. So you want to talk about Beirut first? Let's do Beirut first. Yeah. The latest album, Giapoli. Right? Is that how you say it? I'm probably yeah. totally butchering it. G- Gallipoli? Gallipoli? That's probably how it's said. If I had to take a guess, that's probably how it's said. Because I think I'm just butchering it, and I apologize to any Galapians out there who are <laughs> listening in. <laughs> so this is the fifth album from singer-songwriter Zach Condon, who founded this band. This is basically an indie folk Baroque pop type of artist right here. Oh, that's a good word for it. Baroque. Yeah. It's like Renaissance, but hipster. Yes, yes. Oh, this is definitely a hipster band, folks. Uh. This definitely is. The lead singer has, I don't know, is that baritone? I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say it's baritone, but it's definitely like deeper register. Yeah. So, and he's kind of, you know, he's been around the indie scene actually for a decent amount now. He's been around since 2006. And he's just one of those kind of guys that he's got a sense of style about him and he does things, you know, a certain way that I think really fits for him. But did this album work for you, Adam? How familiar are you with his stuff? <clears throat> I am familiar with his earlier stuff. Okay, yeah. I really don't know too, too much besides like that one EP or LP that had Elephant Gun on it. Elephant Gun is a gay track. That's, yeah. And it just seems like he's established his style. He knows what works. And he's just kind of rolling with it. Exactly. And I felt very underwhelmed, <laughs> to say the least. It was a little bit of a struggle to get through some of it. Just because I don't, it was drawn out a little bit. I just feel like it just kept going and. I think the cool thing about a song like Elephant Gun is kind of the layers he has. So, like, you know, the song starts off with a guitar, and then it adds the trumpets, and then the drums kick in. Like, there's a lot of layer building. And I felt like this album didn't have that signature layer building. He just kind of came and went, well, bam, here's all the horns. Well, bam, here's all the drums. Well, bam, here's all the... You know what I mean? There wasn't a build to it. It just kind of dragged this sounds like an album I should be listening to on a very depressing Sunday morning in yeah. the summertime because it definitely feels sunny, but it also feels pretty melancholy at the same time. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, it's hard to write. It sounds like carnival music sometimes, and like <laughs> I can't get over that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, and then you have this... <laughs> It's like, let's take Neutral Milk Hotel and, like, drag it, <laughs> kind of. I don't know. This 
<laughs> We're getting really hipster now talking about Neutral I Milk guess. Hotel. It kind of reminds me of Devotchka a little bit. You ever heard of him? Um, you ever see a little Miss Sunshine? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. He did a lot of the there soundtrack for that. And it's just like, at least with Devotchka, he has like a really good voice and like yeah. a kind of helps with that kind of style of music i don't know it's just, this didn't really do much for me i could see that and i completely agree with your point he's been doing this his music a certain way for so long now he's obviously not going to change it up and if you've heard his earlier stuff well you're in luck because he's still doing his earlier i feel stuff. like there's nothing you can with this sound kind of sound and style there's really nothing you can do more with it like I'll give you okay, Band of Horses, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever listen to Band of Horses? There's three out, four or five albums. Yes, yeah, yeah. So like their first album was pretty southern rockish, but like that next album was a little more experimental, and then like the third one they came back to their roots a little bit with really good production though. Like there was room for growth and improvement. I feel like Barut has like put everything he can into his one sound. He's like, yeah, this works. I'm just gonna keep that kind of similar style, and it just seemed generic not generic but like i couldn't get into it as much as i wanted to and it was just like it dragged for me well i'm surprised because i think i actually like this album a bit more than you do i don't think i'm gonna give it a really high rating once we get down to our final thoughts but you're definitely right it definitely doesn't achieve the heights that it should because in theory all the elements that are here should really shine it's a very grand style like yes there's definitely and i hate using this word but like epicness to it like epic epic bro like i hate when people use that word but that's what kind of it is it's this large carnival like sound and i just feel like it gets washed out because everything just drags on and it's just like okay like i'm waiting for something else there's a there's a couple moments that like help a little bit some of the interludes kind of transition nicely, but I don't know. I think the instrumental aspects are the strongest part of this album for Easily, me. Easily, yeah. And I would agree with those <laughs> interludes and things like that really add something here. This is one of those kind of albums that I think is nice to have on in the background, but not really one that you really get involved with and really connected with. I think you're completely right he needs to evolve his sound it's obviously not going to happen at this point if he's five albums in it's not going to happen but there's a very european feel to this all the instruments sound like they probably were old and dusty before they were being played by this band here a lot of the lyrics are very you know reflective and personal and almost sounds like he wrote them while he was you know staying at a hostel while backpacking in europe You know, it's very much one of those kind of albums that I think if you showed it to somebody, you didn't tell them that they were a new artist, you could believe that this would be an album from like a time long ago. It sounds old. And that's one of the problems with it. I don't know if that's really the issue I have with it because his style does work, but like there's nothing interesting on it that elevates that Baroque kind of style, I feel like. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with old instruments and using that, but, like, he's not doing anything interesting with them anymore. It's kind of the same stuff. Like, 
I don't know. And I think you and I are kind of almost there because that's what that's what I agree with. I'm totally fine with him playing the like you know a wood block in a song, for yeah. example. It's like but, when I heard Elephant Gun the first time, I'm like, oh, that's because you know I didn't really know who this guy was or listen to the style before, and it's like, oh wow, that's really cool. I like all the instruments, but at mm. a certain point, it's just like I need a little something different, like kind of like Spoon. I'll go back to Spoon for you. Right? They got the rock style, but they're starting to experiment a little more. I feel like there needs to be a little more something different. Yes, there does. And I think there just needs to be a little bit more variety to what he sings about. It's all just very, like, downtrodden and just sounds kind of like... I don't know if this is the intention, but it kind of sounds a little bit like, woe is me. Yeah. And points. I get that a lot of this. Yeah, it's... It's one of those kind of albums, too, where I feel like if you listen to it over the summertime and you have it in the background, you'll be like, oh, there's some nice moments on it. And then forget about it right after you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really particularly memorable enough. And that was my problem, too. Like, there wasn't a song I could really, like, hook into and be like, okay, this is the song that defines this album. Yeah, there's no standout tracks that really make you think, like, whoa this was you know like one of the best things i've heard this year so far and there's already been some great music that's come out this year it just kind of sounds like that this is an artist who's kind of still stuck in the past but of a past that he didn't live in (laughs) yeah it's like you develop this sort of comfort when you've done all these albums kind of the same way and it's just like okay time to write some new thoughts and ideas and arrangements like i think i might even like this better live yeah, I, think... I feel like live would be really cool to see, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Sufjan Stevens, for instance, right? He uses a lot of baroque-ish elements and, you know, pop stuff like that, but he changes it up so much. And every album is a little bit different, but he still incorporates those elements that make it like that. And I feel like at this point there needs to be a little change of something just to be like, oh, wow, that's different. But I just felt like this was too too structured for him maybe. It's just, it's an artist who knows what he can do. And he and, doesn't want to go above it anymore. And doesn't want to go above it. He's limiting himself, and he's fine with that because he has a certain sound in mind, and he wants to keep going with that sound, apparently. I, I, I just wish that, to your point, that there was something more to hang on to here. Because I feel like even the album title, which is you know a reference to a seaside Italian town doesn't really add anything to this i never really got the sense that there was a larger story at play or that anything here really fit together yeah they kind of bounced back and forth a lot that said and i'll go into my final thoughts here i still enjoyed it enough while i was listening to it not to hate it i'm surprised to hear that you struggled with it i never struggled with it but i definitely feel like okay this is not only just familiar waters that he's traveling here. This is just an album that just isn't trying hard enough. Like, I feel like he's talented enough, the lead singer Zach, he's talented enough to come up with something more than he's giving us. And whenever you have an artist that's doing that, that's very frustrating. But I can see myself putting this on maybe at some point over the summer. On the right day, in the right atmosphere, it could serve a purpose. But it's not really something that I think anybody needs to put any money down. And that's why it gets a stream it. Wow. I'm I'm also giving it a stream it. But I just, 
you know, there's certain artists that when they've been making music for a while, they'll change up little things here and there. When we talked about Kurt Vile last year, right? You know, I'm kind of more familiar with his stuff. Like, there hasn't, there, it's not much of a change. Like, I know what I'm getting when I'm getting a Kurt Vile album. But, like, this album, it's just like, you know what you're getting with, you know, a Baruch album. It's like you're getting the instruments, the melancholy lyrics. And it's just like a little change would be good, just something a little different. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I just lacked that, and that kind of kept me like, okay, like it wasn't exciting enough for me to draw anything. But I still think some parts are, you know, definitely listenable, and there are some elements that are really cool with the instrumentation. So that's why I'm giving it a streaming as well. It doesn't really draw you in, which is disappointing because it should. Uh, I, know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he needs to do a concept album of some sort. Yeah. Kind of develop his storytelling more. I feel like it just flip-flops everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Because I just think the narrative that's there isn't as strong as it should be. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who won't like his singing style. You know, well, the, His singing really doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me either. It's just like, okay, I'm, I want something different. And yeah. I want more tease. I don't want it all at once. Well, thankfully, we've got something different with our next artist. Yes, and this is one that I didn't know about until you told me. Her name is Dawn Richard. Mm-hmm. And she just dropped a new album called New Breed. New album, New Breed. Uh, uh. I, didn't, I didn't intend to do that. That came out corny. I'm sorry. And Dawn Richard actually has been in the music business for quite a long time. She's worked from... She's been in a girl band before. She's also teamed up with Diddy at some point, too, as well. And she's actually even had a creative partnership recently with Adult Swim. And she's this, like, Afrofuturist R&B singer who's really just hard to quantify. And that's really, hence the title of the album, New Breed, what this album is about. It's about not being easily defined and not being something that, you know, somebody can quite pinpoint and that she really rises above all the other same music that you get all the time out there so i was very excited to talk to you about this album because i thought this was interesting there are a lot of things on here that are standouts for me and i'll get to that in a bit but i'm curious adam what do you think about it i really like this album good it was good i am glad to hear as that. soon as i heard like that little intro track and led into the second one i'm just like okay here we go this is like we talked about Kalela's Take Me Apart last year, or two years ago. Two years ago that came out? Yeah, it's two years and now. I probably, Crazy, right? I know, right? Jeez. I got something on my uh, Instagram today that we went to go see Parquet Courts on this date two years ago. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Whoa. That was a great night. Yeah, really great night. Oh, my God. Go see them live if you can. But I think I talked a little bit on Kalela's album that like I like this trend of just like someone who's like these r&b person that makes good pop songs it's like i'm strong i give no f's and like this album is definitely that and more. agreed and i just really like her approach and just you know this talk about a story here you know there you get some interesting elements kind of brought interludes about kind of where she came from like i guess she's from new orleans yeah she's from new orleans so she's creole she also has native american heritage as well yeah so i felt like this is a very like a strong album and very like true to her heritage and culture and like a good appreciation of that agreed and she uses it really well i think in this album too as well with some samples that go off of both 
her heritage and her upbringing. And I'm right there with you, man. This has a great start to the album. Yeah. Right off the bat. Like, at this point, she's been doing music for a while. It's not like she's extremely old. She's only, like, she's in her mid-30s, I think. But she's been in the music industry for quite some time. So it's really cool to see someone who doesn't slow down, who isn't still afraid to try new things and isn't limiting themselves. Yeah. Cause this album, I think creates a stronger statement than I initially realized prior to listening to it. And I don't get why there aren't more people talking about it. I know. Right. Just like the way she like raps and just the lyrics and just, it's very good. Yeah. She's got a strong persona. Yep. And that confidence isn't just, you know, a front like she she brings it yeah. she brings it on this album this album has like a lot of good variety to it some really interesting beats as well i thought it was really cool about the um it wasn't the intro but it was the second track called new breed it's got almost this like space vibe that it starts out with like something you'd hear at a mass effect video game yeah it's like it's r&b but it's very experimental and almost futuristic in its yes. sound which is really cool i really like that element to it oh yeah absolutely and that right there was like, all right, I'm hooked already. Yeah. Like, that's I want right, to see where this goes. Right? It's like, okay, whoa, I like this. Like, this is a good trend I'm seeing. Yes. Yeah. And to your point about the Kalela, you know, kind of having that futuristic sound, I'm loving that we're getting more artists that are continuing to do that. R&B is one of those genres that, that needs this, I think, in my opinion, because R&B can really be molded into so many different things and i love how she can easily change up from like singing to rapping back and forth on a dime yeah it's on these tracks and we've had other artists that have done that recently even ones like that we talked about in our best of 2018 but man she she does it so well with that with up there with the best of them and i never ever really had a bored moment on this i was always kind of fascinated especially with the themes that she had on there you know, just talking about, um, you know, how like the song We Diamonds, for example, about like, you know, regardless of all the things that you've gone through, you know, you're still this special person, mm -hmm. regardless of all the pain and hatred and, you know, jealousy and all those things that you've had to deal with in your life, you still can come out on top. Yeah. And I, and I love those kind of really strong messages there. And I think, too, that the experiment, the experimental aspects that you mentioned earlier really elevate this album even further. Yeah, it's a fun album. I oh, was, yeah. like, smiling all the time, like, oh, yeah, this is great. How much fun is the track Dreams and Converse? Oh, my God, yes. Wow. I, like, honestly, that might be one of my favorite singles to come out so far in 2019. It is just one of those kind of tracks that I feel like a lot of people, if they're looking for, like, a good summer track like that kind of like kind of upbeat kind of summer vibe to it check out that track really i i cannot say enough good things about the sound it was it was genuinely a surprise like it kind of came out of nowhere and i really more people need to be talking about it. they really really do yeah i'm glad you turned me on to this yeah i i figured you would appreciate it too because i think it has that kind of vibe too where it's not just that, you know, like she wants to experiment and everything like that, but she's also pushing the genre itself forward. Mm -hmm. 
And it's a good step in the direction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one thing to be experimental, but it's one thing to make it work. It's another thing to make it work, I should say. And she does it. She absolutely does it. I agree. So, um, I yeah. guess, uh, do you want to go into your final thoughts? Yeah, um, this is a fun R&B futuristic rap album. If you're looking for like strong lyrics and just someone who's super passionate about what they do, definitely check this out. I definitely want to listen to her other stuff. She's got like five other albums here on Spotify. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to check these out. But, yeah, I definitely give this a own it. And I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. It's good, it's good to be back on the agreeing together train there. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. This is definitely an own it. Yeah. And I, and I love that an artist like this can come out of nowhere, totally surprise you, and just blow you away like she has. These are the kind of things I love about when discovering new music. Because there's so much unique elements to this that make it stick out among a lot of artists. But there's also just strong lyrics here there's strong storytelling here i hate to say it, a lot of the things that the previous album that we talked about lacked yeah <laughs> even though it's a completely different style of music i understand that but there is definitely something about her that she brings to her music and when a personality like that can shine through and shine through effectively you have a quality album and yeah. that's why this is definitely worth listening to heck yes good deal Good deal indeed. Ah, oh, man. I, I'm glad we had another person of the podcast. L, you're our hero. Thanks. But just for this episode. Oh, well, well until someone else comments. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, until somebody else comments. But well, but seriously, thank you, L. I, I, L day by day. L day by day. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, man, what comes out next week? Uh, so we actually have a live album. Oh, from right, LCD sound system. Yep. So we, we might have to give that a shot. There was something else I was looking at too. I can't, I can't remember what it is. Maybe we do an, an electronic artist next week. Yeah. Oh, look at John. He's like, <laughs> he's like, a, like a dog right now. It's just like, oh, someone say treat, treat, treat. <laughs> Sorry. I always like introducing you to more electronic music. No, I'm down for it. So I, I'll, I have to remember the name. I think it's Jada G, I think. I could be wrong, but we'll talk. There might be some other ones that we can cover too. Oh, Panda Bears coming out with a new album. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Bob Mold's coming out with an album. Who's that? Uh, from Husker Du. Oh, band. okay. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we got here. See, Adam's always Johnny on the spot with this kind of stuff. Yeah, Panda Bear might be interesting. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about Panda Bear. Electronic artist. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope we I hope we get to see him and the rest of the Animal Collective crew one day live. Yeah, um, that'd be a great show to see. Oh, I remember when you guys see him that one time? Yeah, yeah, that stunk. But hey, we're going to see Vampire Weekend later this oh year. Oh my God! Yeah, so we got tickets for August twenty fifth at St. Augustine Amphitheater. Oh my God! Yes, I'm very excited. Cannot wait. I have to say that song is growing on me. Good, too. I'm glad to hear it. it. Is I'm it, like. Okay, this I hear them now and like Yeah. I want to hear this album for sure. Yeah. It's it you know what it is? I think really Ezra Koenig has a strong strong hook there in that song. Yeah. Like the lyrics I think kind of resonate with me. Yeah, definitely vampire so, weekend style. So Yeah. Re res resonate re resonate. 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 There Reson we go. That's resonate, the word resonate, that I was resonate, like. Resonate, resonate. 
Is, it, is that a new rap song? Oh, it was like that Kendrick resonate, Lamar resonate, song. Resonate. Where he's like, levitate, levitate, levitate. <laughs> or wasn't it loyalty? Loyalty, 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 loyalty. There's another one, I think, too. Wasn't there also one that J. Cole did, too, that was money, 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 or something like that? Probably. Something like that. I guess this is a common trend now. Talking about money? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. was, no, just... Three-word syllables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rattlesnake, 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 rattlesnake. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it always comes back to that. By the way, be honest with me. You're going to drive up to Atlanta to go see him live, aren't you? <laughs> I am really considering it. I told Carrie last night, I was like, so King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are going on tour, and the closest place is Atlanta, unless we go somewhere else. I kind of want to go. It's on a Monday. Do it. It's like September 3rd or 2nd. I want to go so bad. Do it. Oh, my God. Look, here's the thing, Adam. If there's one thing that I learned, not going to shows means you potentially end up regretting it every single time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have to. Like, when's the next time they're going to come around? Never. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to have to do it. There's probably a new album coming out this year, too. Yep. What, what word, one word syllable did they have in their song? Cyboogie. Cyboogie. Right? Is that like Cyber yeah. Boogie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyboogie or Cyber Boogie or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, rattlesnake. 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 Cyboogie. Uh, if only people know, knew how many people that you annoyed within our office. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. Uh, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Well, yeah, I'm I'm going to try and keep on convincing you there, buddy. But in the meantime, G4D fam, thank you for listening in. Thanks, fam. We, we love you guys. Thank you for your support. Keep on leaving us reviews, comments, five-star ratings. Only five stars. Anything lower, we don't <laughs> accept those. That's we only right. accept the best. Five stars. So we hope to hear from you guys some more soon. But in the meantime, catch you on the flip side. Ooh, let's not like that stay. What? Flip What's wrong with flip side? It's like so 90s. Okay. All right. Well, then can I say cowabunga? <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. Bye. Turbular. No. <laughs> Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username g4d underscore podcast drop us a line at g4d podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions general questions or business inquiries you can find our podcast on itunes and john and i would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show may your cup and heart always be full of coffee good music and cliche motivational ending sentences thanks <laughs>